0: Locked On Golden Gophers, happy Thursday, everybody. I'm Nate Dickinson, your host. Everything you need to know about the Gophers every single weekday. Here's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming up on today's show, we'll give you a review of the Indiana loss for the Minnesota Gopher men's basketball team last night, a 10-point L for the Gophers, one in which really Minnesota just got outshot. We'll break things down later on in the program. Also, with the loss yesterday and even before that, Minnesota back in the NCAA tournament's Bubble picture. Gophers have stayed pretty well safe most of the season, but with a couple of losses in a row here down the stretch, there are some people thinking that Minnesota might not make that field. One of them is Joe Lenardi. People care what he thinks. We'll break that down in just a little bit as the Gophers continue to fall closer and closer to that line at the end of the field of 68. That's all coming up later, but first, Our program today is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Well, we'll get into everything that happened yesterday on the court for the Gophers, but first, let's break down everything you may have missed if you haven't been keeping up with your Gopher news this week. First off, a couple of accolades coming to some Big Ten Gopher players, Maya Hooten of the Big Ten's Gopher Volleyball team won the conference's Freshman and Specialist of the Week awards. She helped the team beat Iowa and Maryland over the weekend in a nice clean sweep weekend last weekend for the Gopher Volleyball team. Also on the ice, Jack LaFontaine, Gopher hockey star who is a finalist for the Hobie Baker award. He was the first star of the week for the conference last week. Also joining him, Sampo Ranta, the third star of the week last week for the Big Ten. Those awards announced earlier a couple of days ago. Also, we do have a gopher competing this weekend on the PGA Tour. At the Genesis Invitational, Gopher Senior Angus Flanagan will play his second PGA Tour event. He tees off this morning at around 9 or I'm sorry, 1019, I believe it is local time over at the Genesis. Also, recap of games from yesterday. Women's basketball lost on the road at Rutgers, 83-56, to the final score. And, of course, the men's team lost to Indiana, 82-72. We'll break down everything that happened in that game in just a moment here on Locked On Golden Gophers. As far as the Gopher schedule for today, no sports for any Gopher teams here on a Thursday. Everybody gets a day off here. There is plenty, though, to talk about coming up this weekend. We'll break down all of it to start off tomorrow's show here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Before we get into everything with the basketball team's latest loss here in today's episode, I wanted to quickly just acknowledge that I know we're doing a lot of basketball right now. I know that Minnesota isn't a school or a state that only cares about basketball at this point in the season. I know there's a lot of hockey going on that people want to talk about, and we will do all that. It's just that right now, this is big, big basketball time when the end of the Big Ten season and the tournament matters the most. So I am focusing a lot just on basketball right here. I know there's people who want to hear hockey stuff. I know there's people who want to hear from people who know more about hockey than I do. And we'll get to all of that. But right now, it really is just crunch time the basketball season. We're going to do hockey stuff, I promise. And I know that a lot of the hockey stuff is going to end up coinciding with a lot of the prime basketball season time. But we will get to it, I promise. It's just right now, with everything so big for the Gophers in this NCAA tournament picture, I really want to focus a lot on them and, well, what has been, quite frankly, not the best couple of weeks for them as of late. So we'll break down the matchup between Indiana and Minnesota, the loss for the Gophers last night over in Bloomington, right after this here on Locked On Golden Gophers. But first, Rock Auto is bringing you our show today. They also can bring you anything you might need for your car. Listen, it's the winter. Things break down in the winter. If you're in Minnesota, you know all too well that it's the worst time to have something break down. So if you want just to tune up or do actually need something for your car, you can go over to rockauto.com and get the right part. They'll make sure it's the right thing for you and at the cheapest price too. The dealerships, the part shops, they'll charge you a high price to get a part they might not even have. And if they have it, They'll say, well, it was pretty hard for us to find, so we're going to make sure you get that price hiked up a little bit. Over at rockauto.com, they cut out the middleman. Go straight from the suppliers to you, get you all the listings, and again, make sure that you're getting the exact right part for your car. If you're not an expert, we not all are. Go over to rockauto.com right now and write locked on in their little how did you hear about us box. If you do end up trying them out, let them know that we sent you. Coming up right after this here on Locked On Golden Gophers, we're going to break down the loss to Indiana yesterday and also later on in the show. What does that loss mean for the Gophers NCAA tournament standing? We'll talk about all that in just a minute here on Locked On Golden Gophers. I'm Nate Dickinson. Nate Dickinson here with the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. The Gophers fall 82-72 on Wednesday night in Bloomington to the Indiana Hoosiers. Two teams in desperate need of a win as they approach the NCAA Tournament bubble line and Indiana, the one that gets away with it. Well, we're covering everything you need to know about the Minnesota Gophers here at the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well. With Locked On Today, it's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Just how we do things here. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Indiana beats Minnesota, as we mentioned, 82-72, the final score. Hoosiers go up to 12-9 and on the season with the win, Meanwhile, the Gophers fall to 13 and 9 on the year with the loss. Minnesota went into halftime with a two-point lead, but seemed just run out of gas down the stretch in the second and a half as Indiana scores 47 half second half points in route to the win. This game was frustrating for Gopher fans because throughout the game, Minnesota was not only in it, but seemingly keeping up with an Indiana team that like was playing a pretty good game. Seemed like two teams who had come out with some of their best stuff, and Minnesota, through the first 20 minutes, was just a little bit better. Two points better, to be exact. In that second half, though, the defensive woe was continued for Minnesota, while the offense just seemed to sputter away. It it was one of those games that, at least I think, and we'll break down a little bit of it in just a minute. Like we talked last week about how the Maryland game, you can't really look at the box score and figure out exactly how the Gophers lost it. This might be the opposite kind of game. Because while Minnesota did do some things poorly, they got out-rebounded. There were only six total assists for the Gophers in the entire game. Let me check that. Yeah, six total assists. Marcus Carr had four. Trey Williams had two assists. Nobody else got a single dime in the game for Minnesota. So that's not good. But all in all, this was a game in which Minnesota just got out-shot. Now, the Gophers weren't terrible. They shot 40% from the field. It was 4 of 20 from 3-point range. That's not good. And the fee- free throws weren't great for the Gophers either. They missed 9 free throws on their way to that 10-point loss. But at the same time, Indiana just shot the ball really, really well. The Gophers had 4 dirt scores in double digits. Minnesota or, um, Indiana had 5. The team shot 58% from the field, the Hoosiers did, and 57% from 3-point range. The goal for defense wasn't stopping much for a lot of that game, pretty much all of it. And the offense was able to keep up for most of it, but they just ran out of gas at the end. It was one of those games where you just think, man, it feels like we were running it with them the entire way. And then, as I mentioned, either the team just runs out of gas or runs out of energy or whatever it was, it's playing on the road. Who knows what kind of a factor that actually is. It seems to be a pretty big one for the Gophers this season, even without fans there. But Minnesota just didn't have it in those last few minutes. And it's one of those games like what we've talked about before. A game that makes you think about last year's team. Because this team is starting to do just what last year's team did, fall off of the NCAA tournament bubble at the end. Now the Gophers gave themselves a luxury this year of being pretty safely in the tournament when this downhill turn started. In 2019, when the Gophers were starting to lose games at the end of the season, in crunch time, Gophers were only just on the bubble then, so they fell straight off it. Now Minnesota comes in with like an 8-9 seed start before they lose 5-6 games out of 7 or whatever it is now in a row. Now the Gophers are a 10 seed. And only the top, oh, what is it, 11 or 12 seed line, I think, will make the tournament. There will be play-in games for those 11 and 12 seeds. The Gophers aren't that far off the bubble anymore. And while before we were talking about, all right, the Gophers need to win this game or they could run out of wiggle room, The wiggle room's pretty much all gone now. Minnesota needs to start winning some games, and quickly. And against some teams at the end of this schedule that really aren't going to help them that much. If Minnesota beats Illinois on Saturday, that'll be huge, obviously. But if they don't, then you're looking at a loss at home against Illinois, when home wins against ranked teams are really the only biggest strength that the Gophers have this season on a tournament resume. Then you have three games against teams that Minnesota should be able to beat. Rutgers, Northwestern, and Penn State. And we're going to talk about this more in the next segment, so I don't want to touch too much on it right now. But those are three games where you don't really gain that much in the selection committee's eyes if you win them. But you certainly can lose a lot of ground if you lose them. So this is a clutch, clutch time for Minnesota basketball. Biggest games of the season, obviously, at the end of the season, that's always the case. Or at least you hope it's always the case. You hope you're not out of it by the time you get to this point of the year. But it's going to be right now when the Gophers can clinch a tournament spot or let themselves fall right back onto the bubble. I think if you're a Gopher fan, the goal is to get to a point where you're at least going into the Big Ten tournament feeling pretty good that no matter what happens, you're still in. I don't know how many more games... You can put together to get to that spot. I think, obviously, if you beat Illinois, that's a really big first step in that direction. But otherwise, there's a chance here that the Gophers are very, very much going to have to get a win or two in the Big Ten tournament. And again, we'll break all this down in just a second. But it's going to be really, really close going down this stretch. Before we get into some more tournament talk and where the Gophers are right now in Bracketology, where they are trending, it's not good if you didn't know. Let's talk a little bit about Gabe Kalscher, the co-captain for this team who did not play last night after a bit of a late, uh, not decision it was made, but the news broke late right before the game that he has a broken hand and is out indefinitely for this team. Now, Gabe Kalscher had not been having the best shooting season of his career by any means. I'm sure there's things offensively that he's been doing this year that he would like to do a little bit better. I mean, he's averaging under 10 points per game. He wants to be one of the leaders on this team that can shoot better than 31% from the field and 25% from three, what he's been right now. But while Kalsher has not been a scorer this year, he has been the primary defender for this team. No doubt about that. And without him on the court last night, the defense looked a whole lot more confused. That is not good going forward. If this team is anything what like what the team looked like without Gabe Kalsher out there, there's no secret he's the Gophers' top option when it comes to defending stars in the Big Ten. And with no Gabe Kalsher out there, Trace Jackson Davis had himself a 20-point game yesterday. A whole bunch of other players were able to get inside on the Gophers, get by the other perimeter defenders, put Liam Robbins in a tough spot, even though he did a pretty decent job getting 26 minutes in there given his foul trouble yesterday. But without Kalsher, it seems like he could be the guy that, like the way Marcus Carr makes the offense run, Gabe Kalsher is the gear that turns all the other gears on the defense. You take him out and things start looking a lot different. Hopefully, hopefully it's not as bad as it was yesterday going forward without him. Hopefully, Richard Petino now with a little bit more time between games to figure out a game plan can start to piece this defense together without him. Because indefinitely means that we don't know when he's coming back. And they usually don't say indefinitely if they mean he'll be back in a couple of days. So we'll have to prepare for life without Gabe Calcher for a little while. How long is it? I don't know. Hopefully it's... Not so long that the Gophers have to worry about him come postseason time. But we'll talk about that if and when we get to it. But yesterday was bad. Here from the Daily Gopher in their recap, uh, the writer U Street from the Daily Gopher. Indiana went on an 18-2 to run from 8 minutes in the game to 2 minutes left to go in the game. And the Gophers didn't make a single field goal. They had free throws in there. That's the kind of difference that not having Gabe Kalcher makes. Indiana in that run ended the game. If you are watching it, yes, the Gophers got back within however many points it was in their spurt in the last few minutes. But that run by Indiana ended things. And in college basketball, it can happen that fast. Calcher the kind of guy who stops it from happening that fast. And I'm interested to see going forward, as much as I am anything else with this team and the questions I have about it, what does it do with this new wrench that has been thrown into things? You're down your best defender now. Go play up against Illinois next game and try to clinch a tournament berth in the toughest conference in the country at the end of the season. Again, after Illinois, three winnable games to end the year. A good chance for the Gophers to make the record look a whole lot better, even if the wins aren't super quality. So these are big, big games for Minnesota. And we'll talk about that to end the show after this. But right now, I'm definitely concerned about not having Kalsher, and I'm concerned with what I saw just in general. In the last few minutes of the game yesterday when it seemed like Indiana just had an energy that Minnesota ran out of. We'll talk more about the NCAA tournament bubble and where the gophers stand on it in just a moment here on Locked On Golden Gophers. But first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, including the gopher games in basketball, football, I'm sure they got other sports out there, too, with the Gophers that you can bet on as well. It's just about everything. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, hint-hint Gophers, and the NHL are still in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV as well. You can bet on just about anything. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head to the website on your mobile device and sign up today to receive 50% on your welcome bonus for your first deposit. They're gonna give you money just by depositing money. It's bet online. Your online sportsbook experts use the code locked on for that fifty percent welcome bonus. Again, the code locked on as in Locked On Golden Gophers. We're talking NCAA tournament bubble in just a minute and where the gophers stand on it. That's coming up right after this here on Locked On Golden Gophers. I'm Nate Dickinson. Hey Dickinson back. We're wrapping things up here on Locked On Golden Gophers on a Thursday, talking about where the Gophers stand on the NCAA tournament bubble after a loss to Indiana yesterday. That means that losses are kind of snowballing up here for Minnesota. We'll get to all that in just a minute. But first, we'd like to promote our other podcasts here on Locked On. And I'm pretty lucky that on Thursdays I get to tell you about Locked On Big Ten because not everyone has a conference that they play in with these podcasts that has a podcast to go along with it as good as the Locked On Big Ten podcast is. Locked On Ben, or Big Ten Ben Stevens, is one of the best podcasters we have on the whole network. He puts a whole lot of work into what he does, both on the show, on his Twitter account, at Ben Scott Stevens, and at Locked On Big Ten as well. It's really just one of the most well-put-together shows we have here on the network. Like, Ben's one of those guys I strive that I hope our podcast can be as big and as good as he has it with Locked On Big Ten right now. Because there's a lot of fun that they do over there, and you can listen in to hear everything that you may be missing around other schools, around the conference here. It kind of goes like, you know, you're a Minnesota fan, you know everything about Minnesota, and they play in the Big Ten. So you want to know about the Big Ten too? Big Ten Ben knows everything going on in the Big Ten. I, I Seriously, there's times where I see him tweeting stuff online so much, I feel like there's not anything else that he does. But either watch Big Ten games, or talk and think about the Big Ten, look up stats and stuff like that. He's the guy. If you want to know about what's going on in the conference, we're lucky to have him on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Locked On Big Ten. Of course, listen to it however you're listening to this podcast right now. All right, let's talk NCAA tournament hopes for the Gophers. It's not like things are in any sort of peril for Minnesota, but everybody who's been watching this team knows it's been downhill as of late. So where exactly does Minnesota stand? Well, let's just start off with where Joe Lenardi has him because he's the guy who knows all this stuff. He gets at least like 66 or 67 out of the 68 NCAA tournament teams right in his predictions every single year. So it's safe to say we know what he's ta- he knows what he's talking about and when we take a look at what he has to say, we can take it with some value. He has Minnesota right now as a 10 seed in this NCAA tournament, but mind you That was before the loss to Indiana yesterday. Now, I don't think that the Gophers are going to drop all that far down as a result of that loss, but I do think that Minnesota is trending downward in a way where when you look at some of the other teams that are right below the Gophers, there's definitely reason to believe that Minnesota could get jumped. You look at a team like uh, North Carolina that has plenty of quality wins in the Big Ten to, or I'm sorry, ACC to compete with any other school with if it's right there at the bubble. Other schools that are around where Minnesota's at, Indiana has wins over Minnesota to talk about. Maryland in the first four out has two wins over Minnesota it can hoist. There are plenty of schools who are trending up that could jump the Gophers if Minnesota keeps on going down. Other things you need to think about with this team. Minnesota's 0-8 on the road. And everyone's talking about it right now, but people will finally say whenever the Gophers do finally win one on the road, or if they do, that, all right, Minnesota at least got one, that's good. They're not an O and whatever it will be. O and 9, I guess. There's only one road game left at the end of the season. But if they get that one road win against Penn State to end the year, it's not going to make that much of a difference. One win on the road is not good. Or one win on the road in the Big Ten, I should say, is not good. It won't really matter that much whether they have the one or not when it comes to Selection Sunday. Also, the team isn't playing really well right now, and that matters too. Yes, Minnesota beat Ohio State and Michigan. Yes, those are two teams that are on the one line right now, but it wasn't all that recently. By the time Selection Sunday comes around, both those games are going to be more than a month from happening. So when the hot teams are going up against Minnesota, what will the selection committee say about, well, what have they done for me lately? Now, there are good things that Minnesota has to its resume. Obviously, again, the wins over Michigan and Ohio State are great. And there is evidence that Minnesota could easily knock off a 1 or a 2 seed in the second round, which is where Minnesota's at right now. I don't care if Minnesota wins out or if Minnesota loses every game the rest of the way and is barely in the tournament. No matter how they go, Minnesota's not going to get above, say, a seven seed in the NCAA tournament unless they, like, win the Big Ten tournament. And they're not going to fall below, say, a 10 or 11 seed if they do end up making the tournament just barely. So no matter what happens, it looks like Minnesota is going to be facing a top two seed in the second round. And there is evidence to suggest that Minnesota can play with those teams. They played in the Big Ten. They're going to end up close to 500 in the Big Ten, the best conference in college basketball by far. And they have the big wins over the biggest teams. And the committee values that because while the selection committee's job is to pick the 68 best teams, or however many best-at-large teams it ends up being, the selection committee's job also is to provide an entertaining tournament. And there's definitely reason to believe that a Minnesota team is going to put together a better fight than, say, a St. Bonaventure or a Drake team that are right there on the bubble with the Gophers. There's plenty of ways to argue that Minnesota is a better team than those teams, plenty of ways to argue that Minnesota, even if they are at the same level, would be able to compete with the top teams in the country better than those mid-majors that haven't been doing it. Is it fair? Maybe not, but it's working at Minnesota's advantage right now that the Gophers are a big school with the history with a lot of these big teams. That matters. I think it matters to the selection committee whether they say it does or not. So I think that that gives the Gophers an advantage that should still have you feeling at least pretty confident as we head into this home stretch. But obviously it all matters right now more than anything. These next four games and then the Big Ten tournament, you got Illinois, Rutgers, Penn State, the only one that's on the road, and then Northwestern to finish things off. You win three out of those four, probably lose to Illinois and then win the last three if you're predicting it, then I think you should be okay going into the Big Ten tournament. Now, with the way that the Gophers are set up in the Big Ten standings right now, it looks like that first game the Gophers could have in the Big Ten tournament could be a big trap game, playing up against one of the bottom worst teams in the conference. And if you lose that game, who knows what happens if you lose to a really bad team at the start of the tournament. But I think if the Gophers can do like what they're supposed to do, win three out of four going into tournament time, you should feel good that the Gophers will make it no matter what happens in Indianapolis in the Big Ten tournament before the NCAA tournament in the same place. If you win a game or two in the Big Ten, obviously that secures things and you don't have to even worry about it. But that first round could easily be make or break if the Gophers, say, lose to one of those three teams at the back end of the schedule or really anywhere near the bubble come the end of the season. This has been the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast with me, Nate Dickinson, every single weekday. Wrapping up our week tomorrow with a look at what goes down over the weekend. A whole bunch of more gopher basketball action to talk about Illinois in the biggest game game remaining on the regular season schedule this weekend. That's all coming up as part of our Friday show. To end things on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until tomorrow on Locked On Golden Gophers, I'm Nate Dickinson. Roll the boat. Sky U ma. Go Gophers.